So if you would take your Bible, turn with me, please, to the book of John, chapter number 10. John, chapter number 10. Also, Proverbs, chapter number 1. Hardly ever go to Proverbs, but we want to go to the wisdom book a little bit this morning. John, chapter number 10, and Proverbs, chapter number 1. While you're finding your place, it's so good to see you in the house of God this morning. I'm so glad that you have chosen to worship with us this morning, and that's why we've come together we're going to preach the Word. It's the Word that we need, the Word that saves us. It's, it's the Word that saves us. It's the Word that gets in our hearts. And so we're going to preach the Word. But let's worship Him this morning. John chapter number 10 and Proverbs chapter number 1. I'm going to bring you, this may be a series of messages, and I may begin this morning. This, probably the whole message this morning will just be an introduction and one point. And so I want to bring in a, begin a pastoral type message. I've been preaching pretty hard lately. We've been preaching on drinking and we've been preaching on the resurrection. And I mean, so that we've been some, preaching some hard messages. But I want to bring just a pastoral type series to you for the next few weeks on hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. Let's pray. Father. I pray now as we bow our heads that we would worship you, that we would allow you to speak to our hearts, that we would this morning hear your very voice. And Father, you can speak to hearts. Lord, I can speak to minds. Their minds will hear my, the audible part of my voice. Their ears will pick up those audible things. But Lord, only you can speak to hearts. And I pray this morning that you would do just that. And Father, I pray there be one lost that you'd save that person that's closest hell. I pray, Father, if there be one backslid gotten away from you, that you'd bring them this morning to that restore, that joyful relationship in the Lord Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray, amen and amen. God wants us to hear his voice. God created Adam and Eve and placed them in the Garden of Eden. He did not place them there and say, well, y'all do the best that you can do, and you just go ahead and replenish the earth. I'm gonna, I'll see you later. I'm just going to leave you on your own to your own devices, your own will. No, listen to me carefully. When God created man, he created him to have fellowship with God. Man was created. The desire of God's heart in creation was to have an intimate relationship with the works of his hands. We are his creation and we become a new creation when we come to Christ Jesus. We become a new creature. Somebody say amen. I'm glad to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. I was born an old creature of my mother, but I've been born a new creature in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are his creation. You know, I, I love, I, I make banjos. I've built banjos, and I love my banjo. And, and it's my creation. I built that banjo. I built the neck. I built the, the resonator. I built the rim. I put it together, and I can tell you that it's my creation. And I, Alicia can tell you that I can be upset or something wrong in the world, and I can disappear and play my banjo for a little while, and it helps me a whole lot. Why? I like having an intimate relationship with my creation. And God is the same way. God wants an intimate relationship with us. He wants to spend time with us. He wants to see us get saved. We have been created in his image. We have been created in his likeness. And the greatest accomplishment of man is to walk with God. 
The greatest accomplishment of man is not to build a skyscraper. The greatest accomplishment of man is not to walk on the moon. The greatest accomplishment of man is not to build a, an empire like Russia is trying to build now. The greatest accomplishment of man is not to send a rover to Mars. But the greatest accomplishment of man is to walk with God himself. To have that intimate relationship with God. Let me ask you a question. Have you bonded with your Heavenly Father this morning? Have you talked to Him? Have you enjoyed communication with Him? Ha Listen, I had an earthly father for 15 years. My dad died when I was 15 years old. And I had an earthly father for 15 years. And I can tell you my greatest memories of all time are that I had an intimate relationship with my earthly father. Buddy, we were bonded. We were buddies. Nothing would meant any more to me than for dad to say, go get your ball gloves, son. We're going to the side of the house. I mean, man, we would pitch ball for hours. Nothing was any greater to me than for dad to say, son, when I get home from work, you have the fishing poles ready. That was wonderful. I enjoyed that relationship with my earthly father. But greater than that, we can have a relationship with our heavenly father. I mean, man, it can be wonderful to have a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, my father instructed me. Yes, my father corrected me. He had a big old blue leather belt in his closet and he corrected me, mister. I respected my father. I reverenced my father, but I loved it when he was just my friend too. And God is the same way. So often we place him in the heavens like he's some heavenly father and his whole job is just to correct us and instruct us and keep us right. But let me tell you something. A relationship with God can be a friendly relationship that you can enjoy every single day. Somebody say amen real loud. You can enjoy being saved. You can enjoy having a heavenly father. Now, I didn't have a dog all my life. I didn't have a dog. A couple of years ago, I got an Australian shepherd, and it took me a little while to bond, to build a relationship with my dog. I wasn't used to having a dog with me all the time, and I wasn't used to him being in the house occasionally, and I had to build a relationship with that. But I'm going to tell you something. Once me and that old dog bonded, we're pretty close. I mean, y'all can believe it. He can smell my shoes and know where I'm going. He can if I put on my barn shoes, he goes to the barn. If I put on my hiking shoes, he goes to the gate because he knows I'm going to check fence. If I put on my tennis shoes, he knows I'm going to walk out the driveway. That dog has a relationship with me. Are y'all listening? And I have, I know this is a little crazy, but he knows so much where I'm going that I have to spell to Lisa where I'm going if I don't want him to go. <laughs> That's the truth. I ain't lying this time. I mean, if I say, if I don't want him to go with me, and I say, I'm going to go check fence, I can't say that in front of him. He'll go to the gate and wait on me. I have to say, I'm going to go C-H-E-C-K-F-E-N-C-E. -E. And so help me, I believe the little rascal's learning to spell. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying a relationship. We're, we're human beings. Somebody say amen. amen. We're human beings, and we, we enjoy relationships. But the greatest relationship that we can have is with God. 
through Jesus Christ. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Thank God we can have, I'm getting chills, praise God. You can have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. He can be your friend. You can bond with God. What a blessing. God helped me to bond closer with God than my dog. Amen. Yes, sir. Oh, how are you going to find God? Well, before Adam and Eve sinned, God walked with them. I mean, boy, there was walking in innocence and God walked with Adam and Eve. The Bible says they'd hear his voice in the cool of the day. But Adam and Eve chose to be rebellious against God. And from that point on, man has to walk with God. You say, how do I find God? How do I hear his voice? The Bible says that you can find him when you seek him with all of your heart. So many people say, oh, I want to be saved. I want to find God. I want to hear God's voice. I want to do right. Well, seek him with all of your heart. You'll find him. Jesus said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you when you seek him with all of your heart. Learn to walk with God, not just every day, but minute by minute. I mean, as the seconds roll by, learn to communicate with God on a continual basis. Eve had a perfect relationship with God, but listen to me, she chose to listen to the wrong voice. The old serpent slithered into the garden, and that old serpent was Satan. And he, with that snake-like deception, he deceived her into disobeying God. And she lost her fellowship with the Father. God help us today to hear His voice, to follow His voice, to learn to walk with Him day by day in consistent prayer and communication in our walk. Maintaining a close walk with God will let you develop that spiritual sense to his voice. Amen. Learning to walk with God will help you develop that spiritual sense to hear his voice. John chapter 10, verse number 27. Let's read it together. John 10, verse number 27. Jesus is speaking here. If you have a red-letter Bible, these words are in red. Jesus said this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. The Bible says that we, you and I, are his people and we are the sheep of his pasture. We should be attuned to his voice. My neighbor can go out and squall all he wants to and my goats and sheep will never look up. But I can go out and cut my hands like this and I better watch the microphone. And I can say, sheep. Their ears will puck up, their tail will perk up, and they come running. You know why? I'm their shepherd. And they know the shepherd's going to feed them. When they come, and man, they like that sweet feed. Now, sometimes I pull a little stun on them, 
and I call them in and cram a worm pill down their throat. <laughs> but that's all necessary. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so, you know, God sometimes calls us in, does something to us that we don't want exactly, but it's always for our good. Somebody say amen. And so my sheep, he said, hear my voice, thank God. They all come when I go out and holler. The Bible says that know ye that the Lord, he is God. He hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. The truth is, now don't, don't miss this, for you and I, the trouble starts for you and I when we, number one, ignore the voice of God. The trouble starts. I'm a pastor. You can't fool me. I know when the trouble starts. And the second thing is not only when we ignore his voice, it's when we listen to the voice of another instead of the voice of God. And the third way is sometimes we just miss his voice. Now, I don't want to dwell in this series, I don't want to dwell with ignoring the voice of God. I'm going to take it for granted this morning that none of us want to ignore the voice of God. And none of us want to listen to the voice of Satan. But I want to dwell on tuning in to the voice of God. Amen. To tune in, to not fail, to listen to His Voice. Look at Proverbs. I had you to turn to Proverbs chapter number 1. Let's look at Proverbs chapter number 1, verse number 20. Begin reading at verse number 20. Where is God's voice? Where is God's voice, preacher? Well, let's read it here. Proverbs chapter number 1, verse number 20. Wisdom. Who has wisdom? God. Wisdom crieth without. Proverbs 1.20. She uttereth her voice. Where at? In the streets. Go to Washington, D.C., the voice will be there. Go to Oregon. The voice will be there. Go to Moscow. The voice will be there. She Wisdom cries without, and she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of the concourse, in the opening of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity, and scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge? Turn you at my reproof, and behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. The first way to hear the voice of God is to hear the very spirit of the living God. God speaks to us in several different ways, and we'll cover them over the next few weeks. Number one, this morning we're going to look. He speaks through his spirit. The Spirit of God will speak to you as plainly as I'm speaking to you if you will attune yourself to the voice of God. Amen. The Scriptures will speak to you. The situation will speak to you. The sermon will speak to you. We're going to look at all these S's in the future. And so we want to just look at this, how He speaks through the Spirit. If you are truly born again this morning, the Spirit of God dwells in your heart. It doesn't just dwell with you, it dwells in you. That is the difference in salvation in most people. The Spirit of God must be in you. You say, preacher, give me some scripture for that. Okay, Galatians 4, 6 says this. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. The Spirit of God comes into our heart when we get saved. The Spirit of God is a spiritual antenna on the inside of us that picks up the voice of God. Is everybody with me? And so sometimes we, we get 
to walking in our natural man. The natural man does not attune. George does not attune himself to God. It takes the spirit on the inside. Are you with me? The natural man, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. The reason that there are false religions all over this country is because somebody's been reading this book with their intellect. It takes spiritual guidance. It takes salvation in the heart. The natural man, the unsaved man, needs to hear the voice of God in salvation first. And he deals with his sin, and God deals with that man's sin. And once that man repents of his sin and trusts Christ, God deals with all that and puts in him his spirit. And that man becomes a new creature with a new way, a new oracle, a new ear that he can hear Almighty God. Thank God for that ability to do that. So for those of us who are saved, we have the Spirit of God living on the inside. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it twice. I'm talk to you Christians. The biggest hindrance for the Christian in hearing the voice of God is that they only occasionally seek Him. Only occasionally seek Him. Not consistent. Not steadfast. They only, and they only, hear his vo- only want to hear His voice when they're in trouble. They only want to hear His voice when there is a need. Let me say it again. The biggest hindrance for the Christian in hearing the voice of God is the fact that they only occasionally seek Him when it's convenient or when a need arises. When we get worried or anxious or in trouble and we need God, we get overwhelmed. We see the need for God's guidance. We see the need for God's wisdom. We see all that need, but often that we're not attuned to Him because we've not been walking with Him. We've not been talking with Him. We've not been worshiping Him. We've not been in His presence. Listen, we as as Christians ought to be in tune with God. We miss out on God's voice because we are so infrequent in our prayer life. We are sporadic in our seeking God and we are irregular in our desire for His Word. God help us to get the very heart of God, to let the spiritual man take over, to let the spiritual man rule, to let the spiritual man tune us to the very voice of God. We need God sometimes so bad and we don't hear his voice or we overlook his voice because we're not familiar with his voice. And if I would cut my hands and call the sheep and they would not come, they wouldn't get fed. They wouldn't get the nutrition that they needed. And you and I need to be in the house of God. Amen. We need to be fed. When Sunday morning comes, that voice of wisdom is crying strong. You need to be in the house of God. I said this the other Wednesday night. I'm going to say it again. I have never seen anybody grow closer to God by leaving the church. I've never seen anybody grow closer to God by laying out of church. We need that. We need to be spiritually fed. And so we come to this dire need for God. We've been laying out of church. 
We've been not praying. We've been doing what we want to do, going our own way. And now all of a sudden we have a dire need for God. And we begin to pray. We begin to seek. And we can't hear his voice. We can't feel the direction of God. You know why? We're not frequent enough in hearing it. Amen. That occasional seeker. And so what happens, and I can tell you as a pastor, here's what happens to most Christians. They'll, they'll get out of church. They'll get out of God's will. They'll go their own way. The next thing you know, they're in trouble. Their sin has got them in trouble. Their lifestyle has led them further and further away from God. And then they are in trouble. They feel the dire need for God. And they come running back thinking that there's going to be a quick fix. I'll run back to church. And I'll hear a little message about how God loves me and how God will forgive me. And I'll go in there and get it all fixed up. And then I'll go right back to doing what I want to do. Let me tell you something. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And, and so they get frustrated. They're, 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 they're suffering anxiety. They get frustrated because they're just not hearing God's voice. And I've had so many people sit in my office and say, Preacher, why am I not hearing from God? And I want to go over and knock on her head and say, you ain't been listening for three years. What makes you think you can hear him now? Well, that's, wait a minute. I thought I was going to bring a pastoral message. That hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Maybe that was the worm pill we needed. Let's move on. (laughs) Let me tell you something. If you are missing communication with God, it's not his fault. He is a perfect heavenly father. The problem is not in a perfect heavenly father. The the problem is in imperfect children. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so that's where we are. So So people say, why is God not clearly speaking to me in this situation? May I say, as we read, as we have read uh, Proverbs chapter 1, God is continually speaking. Wisdom is continually calling. We just need to be attuned. What a blessing. Let me tell you something. Boy, it's a blessing to hear the voice of God. It's a blessing to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. I've never gotten in trouble by listening to the Holy Spirit. I've never got in a mess by listening to the Holy Spirit. I've never got in a, gone, gone to a wrong place by listening to the Holy Spirit of God. It's a blessing. And God wants to be that blessing to us. In my barn, there's a radio. And on top of that radio is, is an extra part of an antenna, an antenna. I added a coat hanger. I'm a farmer. You've got to do what works. And boy, I tell you, when I want to listen to bluegrass, I've got to put that radio in a certain place and turn that antenna a certain way and then turn that coat hanger the other way. Not listen to bluegrass. I can tune into that frequency. But then sometimes I want to listen to classical music. I know that's crazy. I don't listen to anything in between bluegrass and classical. But I don't. And so then you know what i got to do? In order to get that 91.5, i got to turn that radio another way and that antenna another way and that coat hanger another way. And it, but you know what? I've learned to tune to those frequencies. It's experience. It's no different with the child of God. You learn, and I learn, to hear the voice of God. You and I learn to to let the Spirit of God on the inside convict us when we do wrong. Amen. Boy, I tell you, I can do wrong and start thinking wrong, and there's something that just ain't, ain't right. And I ain't talking about right here. I'm talking about right here. 
That's the Holy Spirit speaking to me, George. You better stop here just a minute. You're heading in the wrong direction. Thank God for his voice. And then sometimes, I mean yesterday, I was driving up the road and the voice of God just came through my truck so plainly and I just worshiped him. Amen. What a blessing. It's good. It's wonderful to be tuned into the frequency of God. Our problem is that we've been walking in the desires of our flesh, doing what we want to do, not learning to follow his voice, to hear it when he speaks. And so we don't know how to rearrange the configuration. And sometimes we get our frequency tuned into the devil's frequency. And we head down the wrong direction like Eve, listening to the wrong voice. Here's what happens. Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you right off the bat how God's work, God works, and I've experienced this so much lately. I'm going to give you two examples of how God works. Number one, a person decides they're going to go their own way. They find an excuse to leave the church. They find an excuse to do what they want to do. You'll find them on the golf course on Sundays. You'll find them at the lake on Sundays. You'll find them at, you know, you'll find them anywhere but the house of God. And they'll say, oh, I don't want to go down there because it's crowded and there's COVID. No, you're going to the golf course. Amen. They're going, oh, that hurts, don't it? That's truth. And, and the problem is we've been walking in our own desires, paying no attention to the Lord. Now watch this. I can tell you that the person who backslides and gets out of the house of God, out of, walk, out of walking with God, sometimes it'll take two or three years for that lifestyle to catch up with them. And when it finally does, and their family's in a mess, their life's in a mess, their finances are in a mess, everything's just going haywire, they run back to the church. Now, here's the way God works. Two ways. I have seen God... In those situations, absolutely work a miracle. They come back with their heart is broken. They realize they've been going the wrong way. They turn to Jesus Christ. They, I mean, boy, they just repent and God just works a miracle in their life. I've watched it happen. God just, but here's the way it most works most of the time. I look at it like a spiral. A Christian is living on the mountain with God, and all of a sudden they stop listening to his voice and they begin this spiral. And as the spiral goes down, it just kind of gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And finally they're at the bottom and their life is just a whirlwind. And they come back to God. You know what? God doesn't do a miracle. And here's the way it works in most cases. He doesn't do a miracle. He begins to slowly work and slowly speak and slowly bring them out of this sin slowly bring them out of that thing they're in slowly bring them out of trouble he begins to bless their finances he begins to give them another job he begins to give them all new relationships and the next thing you know slowly and surely all that time they spent in the world God just begins to reverse it I'm giving you the wisdom of a pastor who has seen this for many many years and then finally after a while the Lord just brings them to the top and boy, they've learned a valuable lesson at that point. And they say, you know what? I think I better stay tuned to the voice of God. So what I want to caution you this morning, I can tell you if you're saved, that'll happen to you. If you get away from God, you get away from hearing his voice, you will head down that spiral track until you bottom 
out. Amen. Someone has said as I begin to close the message that God needs to be our steering wheel instead of our spare wheel. So often we wait until the emergency happens instead of letting him guide us and direct us and be our steering wheel, we wait until the emergency happens and we reach for him as a spare tire. God help us today to hear the voice of God. As I close the message, my pleading to you this morning is to maintain, Christian, that consistent, constant, steadfast, unwavering, unswerving relationship with God to hear his voice when he speaks. When he instructs you, listen. When he convicts you, listen. When he, when he gives you direction, listen. Don't just listen, but be obedient to that. I read a book that often says this. It says something like this as I read this week. God gives us light in our doubts when we have no other desire to please than to please Him. Let me tell you something. If you'll please God in the small things, He'll take care of the big things. You say, preacher, I, I, I don't have a lot of talent. I don't have a lot of skill. And, and I, don't, I don't know what I could do for the Lord. Let me tell you what to do for the Lord. When you hear His voice Please him in the small things. He'll take care of the big things. Have you ever heard this expression? If you'll watch your pennies, the dollars will take care of their self. That is so true. Let that sink in. If you'll take care of the pennies, the dollars will take care of them. If you'll, if you'll be attentive to the small things, the big things will take care of themselves. That is exactly how God works. You say, what can I do, preacher? Well, you can bring somebody to church. That's a small thing. You can, you can invite somebody to church. That's a small thing. You can tell somebody about Jesus. You can, I mean, you know, Mike back there in the sound room has put all of our messages on podcasts. And boy, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing results of that. I mean, he spent a lot of time, but that's just something he could do. Miss Judy took CDs to people when we were out of church in COVID. I mean, it was just something to do, something small to do. Give a CD to somebody. Bring somebody to church with you. Just do, just do something small. Give a little bit. God doesn't say, give me your whole your billfold. He says, just, just give a little. I'll bless you for it. Jesus said this. He that is faithful in that which is in least is also faithful in much. He that is unjust in least is also unjust in much. Do the little things. The Spirit of God will guide you in the smallest micro of ways. And God will take care of the big things. And then lastly, not only, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Not only is God our Father, but He's our friend. Develop that friend relationship with God. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Let me tell you what the Bible says about being a friend. He that hath friends must first shew himself friendly. Amen. Have you shown yourself friendly with God? Or have you covered up from him? Have you opened your heart or have you stuck an umbrella so his sun doesn't shine in your heart? Have you shown yourself friendly with God? And if you do, 
He'll show himself friendly with you. And the Bible says that he sends the Spirit of God into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. What's that word Abba mean? You know what it means? Daddy. You know, I always thought it was irreverent to, to call, I called my dad, Daddy. And I, I kind of considered it irreverent to re refer to God as Daddy. But you know what? Abba means Daddy. And when we're born into the family of God, we can have that father-son, father-daughter relationship with him. And you can call him Daddy. Isn't that a blessing? I'm glad I have a heavenly father. I'm glad I have a heavenly friend. And he's our friend. Here's what I want to ask you as we close. Do you have that relationship with God? That relationship comes through what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary for you. If not, I want you this morning to make a decision, a commitment, a surrendering to Jesus Christ this morning. Where are you in your relationship with God? Is he your father? Is he your friend? Are you attuned to the voice of the Lord? Does the Spirit of God live in your heart? If you're not saved this morning, I want you to come. Now, I want you by your coming, say, Preacher, this is the day when I'm going to surrender to Jesus Christ. Today is the day that I'm going to come and I'm going to give my heart and life. I'm going to settle it, preacher, this morning. I want you to come right now. Come on, come on. Don't, don't, don't wait. Don't put it off. Come on. Amen.